The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to Inspire 105.1 FM. You're currently tuned into Community Connect and I'm joined here with Abdul Swan Latif and Akib Mood. Akib, how are you doing today? Welcome, Salam. I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing good, Alhamdulillah. And I'm also joined here with Abdul Swan. How are you doing today? Alhamdulillah, I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm good. Okay. So I'll hand over to Abdul Swan to let you know what our show schedule is today. Yes, because he's probably forgotten. No. Yes? Okay. Um, so today we have uh, an interesting show for you. Uh, the first topic being about books. So is there a need for libraries, books? Do we need to include them anymore? The second topic will be about bucket lists and we'll explain what that is later on in the show and just so you guys are aware this is in fact a pre-recorded show and so um you can't call in because we're not in the studio right now uh, at the at the point that you're hearing this and um, but we d- still do have repeats of our shows on saturdays 8 9 p.m and this will go out as a podcast on apple podcast and spotify so yeah so don't call in and we're not on facebook live either so yeah so don't call in or message because we're not in the studio so we'll be able to reply. Yeah, and I mean you never send messages anyway, yeah, so that's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, let's get straight into it with the first topic about being and being about books. Is there still a need for books? Let's get your thoughts around. Um okay, what do you think? I think they are still a need for books because although stuff like Kindle and ebooks are great and people the the use of them is increasing, people still uh, pick up uh, paper books and paper copies of books and still read them for example textbooks uh, more often you find that people choose to have them in paper form because they can sort of make notes on them and it's more easier rather than just using a uh, screen to do it What about you Ibrahim? What do you think? Um, I think books are good um, but I think that they're sort of becoming old fashioned now and as like technology increased, like uh, Aki was saying, there's new forms that can replace books now. Books are coming, like becoming more of a burden, especially with going to the library and you know having specific return dates. Like for example, the personal experience I had was that uh, I took out a book, or two two books at the beginning of the summer holidays just before we started. Mm-hmm. I only returned it like yesterday, and obviously the due date had passed, but it's just because it was always just been that burden that I've just forgotten about, I haven't gotten to it. And it's sort of like an inconvenience because once you have a book, then you have to go all the way back to the library and return it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that books are becoming old-fashioned and they're sort of becoming replaced. And it's a good thing because it makes everyone more like... It makes reading more interesting because you don't have to think about return dates and how you're going to get there or anything like that. You just have a book and you're able to be just interested in that and you're not put under pressure to like return it. So you're essentially against Akib in the sense yeah. that we don't need books anymore. Yeah, basically. But don't you think that once you actually have a paper copy in your hand, you're more engaged with the book rather than just having sort of a screen? Because say if you're using a tablet, there's so many other things that you could be doing mm. other than reading on that device. But if you've just got a book in your hand, you're only going to be focused on that book and that's what allows you to be more engaged with what you're reading. Yeah, I would agree with that but as like we move on we all see how people have become more you know addicted to different types of technology such as smartphones 
and you know tablets and things like that so having that accessibility on something which you're constantly on allows it to be easier to access something and if you're bored on your on your device you're able to just go onto that whereas if you are you know on your device and you have to close the application then go and find a book and then read it it just gives people more accessibility and it makes it encourages people to go and like for example we used to have board games and now you have games on your phones which you can play cause so you don't have to go through all that like all, all that mess of you know having to set up and clean up and everything you just have that accessibility and i think the same thing should happen with books instead of having to you know shut down everything in life and then go find a book to read it you can be reading a book and then if someone messes you, you can reply to that and just get back to the book it's allowing you to read and also carry on with your daily life without shutting everything out yeah i agree with ibrahim the in the sense that books are much more complicated essentially mm. it's much more easy to get distracted in fact earlier today I w- on the day of this recording i was reading a book and i found it so hard to concentrate and I would have to read the same paragraph about five times just to understand what I was saying because it's so much easier to zone out because it's not a screen and it's le- much less interesting. I don't know I don't know if that's just me or I just zone out much more easily yeah. when it's a paper and not a computer screen. So I don't know, I feel as if books in that sense kind of disengage you to some extent. Mm. I think we can also say that with movies as well. When you have a movie that's based upon your book, because it's physical interaction, you're able to interact with that movie. It makes it more interesting. Whereas with the book, you're just like, you're sort of like, you. even though you go through that emotional experience with the book, it does become so repetitive after reading pages and pages and pages. With a movie, everything's constantly changing. And the only effort you have to make is to look at it. And I think, even though I wouldn't say movies are in no way, in like a way to replace books, because they're nothing like them. Mm-hmm. But, having that same type of combination between movies and finding that middle place between movies and books and putting books on something which we're constantly on anyway, it invites people to read more. And it's not as daunting as it is right now because I think peop- a lot of people are like sort of a bit scared to be seen with a book because of like these, like, you know, what people think about them, think, oh, wow, he just reads, he might be boring. And just being able to have it on your phone like it's so easy to say oh well i'm not doing anything now i can just do that and you don't have to worry about what people are going to think about you and the accessibility to it but say if you have it on your phone isn't it going to be harder to read than say something that you have in person it could potentially be hard to read but i think of that in a positive way because if you're reading a book and you just have your like your phone's not with you then you're in that zone and that's the only thing you're able to progress is in the book you're not able to progress within normal life but if you have that accessibility to be able to read something on a smartphone on a tablet and still be able to reply to messages take phone calls even though you are getting slightly distracted you can always come back to that so it's allowing you to progress with your daily life and also engage in reading do you think it's a matter of which type of book you're reading though because there may be say a text guide which you might find is easier to use uh, an actual copy but say when you're reading a novel you might find it's better to use a device yeah 100% I completely agree with that that it depends on the person and the type of book they're reading and like you said if someone was reading a novel for example like we, we all experience when we're watching a movie and something distracts us it is a bit annoying to have to get up and then go and deal with that and it's the same thing when reading a book when you're so emotionally invested into the book it is so annoying to reply to a message take a phone call or something like that but you also have the ability to shut that out as well. So you have both options where you can be emotionally invested within that book and cut everything else out 
tweet and you can choose not to apply or not to answer a phone call but you also have the option where if you're not that interested in the book you're still able to switch over to something else and find a new one and i think with books it doesn't give you that option because if you don't like that book then you have to go back to the library you have to return it then you have to find a new one but with new apps that are developed that allow you to read on your phone it just makes it more accessible but the fact that you have such a wide a wide variety of things to choose from just makes it even more harder to kind of choose which yeah. book you want to read essentially yeah. but when you're in the library you just pick out a book and that's the one that you're kind of stuck with so even if you don't like what it's about anymore it's kind of what you're stuck with and that's all you have essentially mm. yeah i would al- i would also agree with that but i think that uh, i agree with that sometimes we are spoiled for choice and we can also say that sometimes in libraries as well when you have like mm-hmm. so many different books in one genre yep. i think that will always be a problem with reading is that and it's a problem with everything to be honest when you have too much of something it still pushes you away from it because then you have really strict conditions and if something doesn't meet that then you're not interested anymore that's true and but i feel as if one thing that we're overlooking is the fact that books provide you and books in general just give you a lot of information right but the thing that they give you the most is new vocabulary that you can use in your general day-to-day life but I feel as if when you use a book online, it's much more easy to find out what the, uh, what the meaning of certain words are. But when you're on when you're reading a book from paper, what essentially happens is you have to pick up your phone or find a dictionary, and then you have to kind of type it up. But je- but when you're online, it's simply a matter of copy and paste, and that's it. You find your definition. I would agree with that, and I do know that on some devices, you can just if you hold onto the word and tell you the definition mm-hmm. of what you're reading, but. The I don't think that's a problem. If you're that interested in the book, picking up your phone for about a couple of seconds or picking up a dictionary and finding the word isn't going to be too much of a problem. If you're truly that interested in the book and want to know m- more about it, um, but say if you're not that interested and it's just something that you're sort of having to do, then I think then it'll only become an issue. Actually, one thing I've noticed is that I don't really like the idea of online dictionaries. Because, like, when you're reading something, oftentimes when, like, if I'm reading something and I come across a word that I don't know and I'm able to just search it up, I always tend to forget it within a week or two and I just remember the word and think, oh, I completely forgot what that means. Mm -hmm. But when I use a dictionary, because I'm going through that effort of having to find the word and then, you know, think, okay, that's what it means, then apply it back to the book or to whatever I'm reading, it sticks to my memory a lot better because I've made the effort to go out of my way and find it. And then for that sole purpose, I remember it. But when you have such an easy way to go, you type in a word, you like no, normally you don't even have to type in like anything else or go into an online dictionary. You can just type in the word and the definition will come up. It, because it's so easy, that's what makes it bad because then you don't remember it and you sort of lose that value of having to go through a dictionary and find the word and you know being able to remember it like that. It's interesting you say that because I, f- I find that nowadays hardly anyone even uses a physical copy of a dictionary and... I remember, I believe it was in year 8 or year 9 when uh, me and Akib, I'm not sure if you'd remember this, we went to this club after school, something to do with uh, st- uh, the sort of STEM club which we were invited to, uh, only a handful of students were selected. Oh yeah. And there was one session where we were asked to navigate through a dictionary and I remember I remember almost all the students saying, no, uh, uh, we're not that good at navigating through a dictionary. Mm. And then there was me who managed to find the word in about 10 seconds. Because I knew, I knew my way around the dictionary because I would use it often as a child, even though I don't remember using it much. I just kind of got the general gist of it. 
really easily. So I find as if mm, those abilities are lost because we're not really practicing them essentially. Yeah, but for books, obviously talking about dictionaries, but then you get onto stuff like storybooks, novels, and things like that. For stuff, for think people like children, when they have a book in their hand, often you find with kids' books that they're interactive. So you don't know if you guys remember, but as a kid, did you have any books that have like sort of bumps in them, or uh, they have like flurry parts yeah, that go along with the story? But when you when you take that away and it's mm-hmm. just online and on device, it ruins the whole experience. Mm-hmm. And that and also when you're reading on on an actual copy, you have all the colours which adds to the story as well. Yep. But most devices just black and white, so I think it sort of ruins that experience, especially for younger people. It's interesting you say that because um, I remember loving going to the library and f- actually just constantly rubbing all the different textures. <laughs> I would do that for fun. And it was it was actually a fun experience to just be able to interact. And then you'd see the word silk. And I remember reading somewhere that uh, you memorize things better if you involve your other sensory, if you involve your other senses. So if you feel a word, I mean, if you feel uh, like a certain material, and then you see a word next to it, you're much more likely to associate the word and the material uh, together. So if you have silk or something, and then you feel silk, you'd be you'd be able to put one and one together. So I feel as if that interaction is essentially really good. But it's not really common anymore. I hardly find any of those books around, to be honest. Mm. I feel as if they kind of died out, essentially. But yeah. do you think that's a bad thing? That, we don't, that younger people now don't actually have that exposure to those types of books that say we did when we were younger yeah i think it's a bad thing because we're kind of losing out on an e- interesting way of learning essentially because that was what it was an a fun way of learning and now it's lost so kind of sad yeah i would agree 100 percent that losing that physical interaction with books does i suppose reduce the like love for books that a lot of people grew up having previously but as technology develops, you know, we can see how, like, we went from black and white videos to color videos and how that's developed to change in quality and better quality. I think that will also take place in books because just as Akiv said, right now it is basically just black and white text and it is quite boring to just read that over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that's with any book, whether it's online or whether it's a paper copy. But I think that just like you said that because the first book, that you know we had wasn't interactive it didn't have different materials that we could feel and mm-hmm. as books developed it developed to make it more fun and i think that will happen but even faster with technology because technology does develop fast anyway within itself and i think with books in order to make it more interactive we will eventually have things such as animated images and animated videos to not only allow you know the child to interact with it but to also to create a better picture around the the book or the novel that they're reading and it also helps them with developing their vocabulary because when you do come across words that you don't know, usually the best way to find out is piece things that you find around it. And you know, if you're reading a sentence and you don't understand a word in that sentence, reading that whole sentence and seeing which word makes sense in that helps you remember. And it's also giving you more of an interaction. And using animated images and animated videos allows a child to put two and two together mm-hmm. and develop new vocabulary like that as well as interacting with the book. But I feel as if... The thing with uh, online books is that it's pretty much limited to just visually learning. When you have physical copies there, 
and if you go back to the example of the one which ha- the book which had the different materials you have so many different senses involved you uh, you have your sight for looking at the words looking at the pictures but then you have your touch involved as well and it's those different senses that you're dragging in that essentially help make it much more easy and enjoyable and i feel as if that helps uh, but if we think about it we we have to acknowledge the fact that everyone learns in different ways so for example you could i could be a a visual learner you could be an audio learner you learn through hearing i learn through seeing and ebooks they all they generally just appeal to visual learners much more than uh, audio learners even though there are audio books available if if you combine combine the two you're filling in the gaps for the other but i still feel as if it's not as efficient as having a parent read a book to you huh. what do you think i think it's um obviously want to go back to the thing you were saying about the senses mm-hmm. when you're reading online it's it's literally just a screen and there's no actual true engagement with all of your other senses other than just your eyes and your eyesight mm-hmm. you're just simply reading and uh, viewing um different words and images and obviously Ibi was saying about the possibly in the future having animations but that would only again just open up uh, not one other sense which would be your hearing mm. but say in ch- children books um, when we were growing up you sometimes even have sounds uh, t- you'd be able to touch and you'd be able to feel so it allows children to learn so much more and I think as a child you don't actually know how you're going to learn because mm. you know she's talking about um, everyone knows whether they're a, a learn through lis- listening or they're a visual learner but as a child you don't know that but so having a having books that allow you to uh, allow children to explore all of those different aspects mm-hmm. when they get older it allows them to actually know actually do you want that's the way i uh, like to learn yeah it's easier to put them together essentially and it just appeals to all of them so but if there's one thing that um i'm quickly going to mention before we wrap up is that the thing is with physical books is that they create memories essentially well like as a child i remember i would love having someone read to me uh, read a book to me uh, whether it was a sibling or a parent it was just fun uh, hearing them and then going along with the story because they do so many fun voice impressions and i just made the story all the more enjoyable but then when you hear it from a narrator on a computer screen it just sounds much less enjoyable because it's more like a robotic voice essentially it's all monotonous and it just not it doesn't feel and since it's not someone that you love or someone that you're close to it doesn't feel as enjoyable so i feel as if um when you use ebooks it, it you're losing those memories as a child essentially yeah i would agree with that and i think that i would agree with staying with books and staying with libraries um but as you know we develop technology will develop as well and i hope that that physical interaction of books and being able to bring books being able to bring people together remains i think ebooks will play a role in the future in terms of how we read but i don't think it's the case where paper books are just going to simply die out i do think they're going to continue being used because of how beneficial and how sort of ingrained they have become with us whenever you think of reading you always think of re- picking up a book rather than just picking up your phone to uh, read that's true but generally when i look at libraries nowadays i find that hardly anyone goes to a library and it's kind of sad to see like in my mosque for example they have a whole collection of books in the library on on the library to the side but i've never seen anyone besides me open up the door to any one of these shelves 
and pick up a book. I find I don't I don't know if it's just because people don't appeal to this specific topic, or and they prefer to learn other ways when it comes to uh, finding religious books. But I just generally find that libraries in general, even when I go to the local t- uh, Luton Town Library, I find that there's much less people than now than they were when I was a child. But yeah. could that also be because of say internet? How easily available it's become. People can just order a book online. So that may be one, th- and you know, certain websites they can just order it and it comes the next day, mm. and then they could have that book forever. So that might also be one of the reasons why the subscriptions to libraries and things like that are sort of dying out. But it th- that doesn't necessarily mean people aren't using paper books as much. Also, I think that libraries were mainly used by students, mm-hmm. and you know, having that environment to study. But I think. Now that like universities and also colleges and sixth forms are starting to develop their own uh, libraries, mm-hmm. I can know for example, the university my sister went to, she used to use the Luton Town Library, but then they developed their own library, so she started using that library instead okay. because it was that learning environment. So I think the development of you know specific libraries to specific buildings is reducing the popularity and the and the population of public libraries and um it sort of does feel like sometimes the people like that libraries are dying out now and i think that in a way it's a good thing that new libraries are developing but there should also be a sense of not just using library to study it should also be the using the library for enjoyment and getting books out of it yeah i agree with you and uh and i i feel as if they kind of into merging the two together mm. if that makes sense yeah the whole sense of enjoyment and studying so it's not a beneficial studying environment and people who are enjoying themselves they can't do it to the fullest extent because they have to stay quiet for people who are studying so I feel as if they should be a bit more segregated and I feel as if Luton Town library does that really well in fact they have downstairs segregated just for children to play in one area and upstairs they have the study rooms and then yeah there's quiet study rooms as well. So I think I find that really effective. And but what I find that sometimes people just go to the library, not even to read, just to use the computer there because they don't have their own computers at home. So I find that kinda it's kinda funny actually when you think about it. They use the computers in the library rather than going to get a book from the library, even though that's what libraries were originally for. I think libraries as a whole have evolved through sort of the technology boom we've had. They've also had sort of a technology boom and the way people lose, uh, use libraries now has sort of changed from say 15 years ago where people would slowly use it for books. There's other factors that are now involved in going to the library, say revising or working on something or simply just using the facilities there. I am kind of glad to be honest that libraries do have computers and that accessibility to people because it is giving that community that that warm welcome that we, libraries aren't just a thing of the past anymore mm-hmm. and that we're accepting technology and also developing with it and i agree that is a bit you know disappointing that people are going to just use you know computers and not to use the la- and not to use the books but i sort of encourage and like agree with it that because it's still bringing people into the library and mm-hmm. that can eventually lead to them, you know, taking interest in the book or, you know, seeing a book and thinking, wow, that looks actually pretty interesting yep. and having that physical interaction. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, let's take final thoughts because we're coming down to the last uh, two minutes of our show, f- of the first half of our show, sorry. 
Um, the last and the final question is: Do you think we uh, books will replace? Um, uh, e-books will replace books. Uh, no, I think paper books have sort of sort of been established in terms of that sort of field, mm. and I do don't think that e-books um, will overcome books because I think it's just dependent on the person and how they want to read, mm-hmm. and you, everyone's there's always going to be people who prefer using paper books. Yep, and Ibrahim. Um, I think that paper books won't become extinct, but I do feel that the popularity that we currently have with books will 100% decrease in quite a drastic way due to the use of e-books and having that more easily accessible way. Yeah, I feel as if, to some extent, books will essentially stop being used, uh, whether fully or mostly. But uh, even if it's not e-books that replace them, it might be a simple website or a simple blog or something, but I feel as if there are many potentials for ebooks to, uh, for normal books to just kind of die out essentially. Um, so that's the end of this topic. Jazakallah for listening and join us after the break where we will be talking about bucket list. So stay tuned. Asalaamu Alaikum. Asalaamu Alaikum. Asalaamu Alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum, welcome back to Community Connect. Um, just before the break, we were talking about books and whether we think they'll be replaced by ebooks. Uh, we sort of came to the conclusion that they won't be replaced just yet, but there's a possibility that ebooks will continue to grow and that eventually they mo- that might take place. Yeah. Uh, for our second part of the show, we'll be talking about bucket lists. So, Ibrahim. Um, yeah, so for this show, we're talking about bucket lists. Those who don't, actually, first we start, this is a pre recorded show. So you don't call in or message them because that time you're listening to it, we are not in the studio right now. So we can't answer your calls, we can't reply to your messages. Uh, but there will be repeats on Saturday from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Yeah, so I'll ask Abdul to define what bucket lists mean for those people that don't know. Ibrahim, do you know what a bucket list yeah. is? It's like a to-do list for your life. <laughs> <laughs> so we are having some uh, uh, debate over what a bucket list was before we actually started this topic and Ibrahim thought it was a shopping list for the next day. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't completely wrong, but I wouldn't call that a definition. Because I thought that was like, if you make like a plan for your life, like for the next year, that's New Year's resolution. Then if you have a, like a life plan, then that's just a life plan. A bucket list, I thought like, or tomorrow I need to like go shopping and I need to like clean my shoes or something like that. So, I mean, I mean, but the bucket list is in this town, in this like show or this part of the show, we're talking about life plans. So what are our bucket list plans? As in life? things that we want to do in life and want to yeah. achieve. So the official Oxford definition is a number of experiences or achievements that a person hopes to have or accomplish during their lifetime. So, I suppose it's all to come down to the person and what they acknowledge as an achievement. So, I could I could say, oh, if I take less than two minutes in the bathroom one day, that's an achievement. Yeah. And for me, that would be an accomplishment. For someone else, that just might be something they do regularly. So, all down to the individ- in- individual. So, um, Ibrahim, I'll ask you first. Do you have any uh, bucket list? Um, 
Uh, I did have one. Go on. <laughs> Abdul and Akib actually already know about this. But I uh, found out that the world record for eating the most amount of jam donuts in one minute was three. So I thought I could beat that. But then I checked yesterday and it was actually six. So that was my bucket list. I was planning on being that, but I gave up on it now because I think six is a bit too hard. I mean, if you break it down, six less one every ten seconds. Yeah, but like a jam donut is really hard because it's like it's filled with jam and like it's hard, to, like long to chew. So I don't know. I'll find a new one though to beat, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> a new Guinness World Record or a new e- eating challenge? Yeah, I just need to challenge. So I think I'm pretty good at those. I mean, even I beat you when it came no, to... No, no. There was this one time on Duke of Edinburgh, and I'm just going to embarrass Ibrahim here, um, where we had the challenge to eat a pizza slice who could eat it the fastest. And I just happened to absolutely destroy Ibrahim in that challenge. No, no. no. <laughs> I, to be honest, it was fair, but I just underestimated how fast he was going to be. So I thought, okay, it would be easy. And then I just ate it all at once, and then I had to chew it for a really long time. We had two different tactics. He ate it all at once, and then I ate it uh, piece by piece, and I just happened to, to be... Yeah, but we will have a rematch eventually. Eventually. <laughs> but I still think I would win. Mm, no, I, I've developed my pizza eating skills over the <laughs> <laughs> Have you been practicing? Yeah, I've been eating a lot more pizza ever since then. <laughs> <laughs> ever since then? Yeah. Or are you still living in shame? Yeah, but we'll have a rematch. <laughs> that's actually my bucket list to beat you in a pizza. <laughs> oh, that's, that's actually an interesting one. Um, Akib, do you have any ideas on your bucket list? There's two things. I would like to go skydiving. Mm-hmm. And there's these things where you can go in, like into a sort of cage and then they load the cage into water and sort of other sizes like sharks and stuff. I'd like yeah. to do that, but well, I don't know what it's called. Those are the two things I would never do because I'm, I'm really scared of sharks and I don't, I'm scared of heights. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. But so I don't understand what what's the thing with the cage? Basically, yeah. Joint. Uh, so I, it's like when they put you in, like in a metal cage and you're like wearing scuba diving gear and stuff, and they lower you down, mm-hmm. and um on the other into the water, yep. and on the other side of the cage is like all the sharks and stuff, but because you're in the cage they can't get to you, yeah. but you're basically like really close with them. Also, you're in front of them, but they can't yeah. touch you. Well, is that just to kind of scare you? Yeah, so. uh-huh. I think it'd be a good experience. How long are you there for? I, I don't even really know. Yeah. I haven't really looked into it. I've just seen it a couple of times. Though oh. I like to do that. I mean, I have a phobia of water because I'm, I'm kind of scared of drowning. Because right now, just the thought of having so much water underneath you and you could just keep falling and falling, it just kind of scares me. Yeah, so I'm more scared of like, like sharks and whales. Whales? Yeah. I I have a sibling who's scared of whales, but. If I give any more details, they're going to shout at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of whales because they're just like, I think they're pretty clumsy to us because they just swallow everything. So <laughs> I'm scared like it might just be swimming, they might just swallow me. <laughs> they're going to swallow you? Yeah, because as we're doing, they just open their mouth and swallow stuff. Then like, you don't know, like they don't even check oh, what am I swallowing, they just swallow it. That's a good point. Um, I remember um, for me, uh, one of my old bucket list things, which was, was um to cook one day like cook a dish for the family and everything and and then the uh, quite a few months ago i i realized i could cook pasta and i didn't even know i knew how to cook but and then from then on i've just been randomly here and there cooking pasta and 
a couple of other things like i help out with other things like i can make rotis i uh, but that's only the flipping bit when you put it on oh, the yeah. pan i can't actually you need the, I, that's yeah. the hot that's actually pretty hard i i see my like i've seen sometimes in like videos they have like this circle like chopping board mm. and you roll it out on that i can do it on that because we have one at home but i can't do it like just roll it out in a circle with it when it's just on the surface with the rolling pin i can't do that oh yeah that's me neither i mean i can't do that the way either because <laughs> i mean like you don't know how much of the yeah. otter you need i don't know how like you roll it in a circle the user just roll it up and down up and down and then you t- turn it sideways <laughs> and ends up it looking it like some weird jelly yeah <laughs> but yeah i think that's uh, achieved i didn't even realize it was on my bucket list until i had the opportunity to do it but um but nah but yeah it was good Ibrahim, do you have anything else um one bucket list i have for the future would be to drive actually i always wanted to drive but i wanted to drive like you know those american cars yeah with proper loud engines i've always wanted to drive like one of those that would definitely be my bucket list yeah but why is that um i don't know it's um uh, just something about i really like this the sound of the car engine mm-hmm. um and i've always wanted i know because in america they have like usually in the uk we, I, I don't see like many like muscle cars that have that like mm-hmm. those loud engines and are you a fan of like mustangs and stuff yeah, like that yeah yeah things like that mm-hmm. I, I am like i'm not a massive fan of it but i just like i just or i like the idea of just like going at a top speed in one so that would definitely be my bucket list to rent out one in america and just drive it do you not get scared of being in such fast cars because there's always the fear of uh, the car crashing or something going wrong um that is kind of like if you're driving in the city i guess but they, i think it's called route 66 yeah it's, it's just go, it's, America, yeah, yeah it's just one road one massive long road and you i guess go fast as you want i mean even if you are going as fast as you want i i i just generally fear going fast because the thing is even even if you turn really slightly it has yeah, the biggest impact and of a huge angle mm. and stuff like that it just gets me really concerned I don't know. I I, th- I kind of like uh, that speed factor. Obviously, I don't like when people go crazy and stuff, and start <laughs> like turning everywhere and going for fast. But I like, I don't know. I just like it. What about you, Akib? Do you like it? Yeah, I I think it it, it, it depends. If it's going in between traffic, then no, because yeah. it's sort of it's kind of risky. Die, yeah, obviously. pretty much. But <laughs> if it's a just uh, no traffic and it's just the only car on the road, then I don't obviously see too much of a problem with it as long oh. as there's no so much turning going on okay um i'd like to go in a monster truck oh i'm actually really scared of them because uh, because i saw once when i was younger do you know those monster rallies yeah they start like they flip monster trucks that's crazy they flip them over yeah yeah like they go and yeah up ramps and stuff yeah, <coughs> yeah that's that's i'm not i'm generally not a fan of monster trucks but i don't i don't really like me but i just really want to sit in one see what it feels like do you think it'll feel different? I think it'll be mu- much more higher. Speaking of which, I want to sit in a lorry one day because it's just so high up. Have you ever imagined what it would be like? Nah, I've sat in a lorry once. What was it like? In Pakistan. Uh, it's just alright. I just sat in it and then I go out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's it. But yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would want to see what that's like. I think that'd be. <laughs> I don't on my think it'll be that hard to try. Um, uh, actually, where, actually, where would you find a person with a lorry? 
Oh yeah, and especially in the UK, you can't just ask, "Can I stay in your lorry?" <laughs> <laughs> you could, but the response would be weird. Ibrahim, your turn again. Um, what is another bucket list I would do? Um, I think one bucket list I always wanted to do was probably. Um, oh, I would. I actually wanted to learn how to put a tire in. It's not that big of a one. Like I want, I'm gonna learn. Like hopefully, how to do what? How to just put a tire in. How to put a tire in? Yeah, into a car. I mean, I don't know either. Yeah, Is that interesting? I, uh, it's not interesting, but I think it's probably a good life skill. Um, do you know anything about it, Akib? Nope. Yeah, now that I think about it, do many people know how to put a tire in? Oh uh, yeah, they don't. I think most people just go to a garage. Yeah. They don't actually know themselves. It's a good life skill when you think about yeah. it. Like, if you randomly get stranded somewhere. Yeah. But then how many people actually carry a spare tyre as well? Mm, that's true. Actually, I know a better one. I've always wanted a cat. I ha- used to have a first cat. <laughs> Wait, we just went from a tyre to a cat. Yeah, because, <laughs> because I don't know. I proper, proper want a cat. Cats, like, even cats and dogs, all pets, or most pets, I don't know, but most pets are proper, proper, like, sick to have. Because, first of all, yeah, you ha- mm. always have company. Yeah, but that's not the main reason. But secondly, they reduce stress. Do they? Yeah, it's proven that like pets such as cats and dogs, I think especially dogs, to be honest, I would never get a dog personally, but dogs, they seem pretty good because first of all, they're really loyal to you. They're always going to protect you and they're just like pretty good. But I always want a cat. I used to have, my first cat was a black cat called Chubsy. And, uh, that's an yeah. interesting name. And then uh, she gave birth to uh first three children and then the next time 12 yeah and then we had to give them away i don't know why i like kittens kittens are really cute yeah but but the thing is is if you have a kitten and then you have the mum, then it's pretty scary because when like my first cat uh, had the first three children yeah no one was allowed to go near her because she would like as soon as you walk near her her claws would go straight out okay yeah and then she like go really crazy but then I suppose that's when we recently had her. Like we only had her for a couple of weeks. Then she gave birth. I think she she was still herself getting used to, like how. And then again, then I got a second cat called Simba. Yeah, and that was Ginger and uh, White. Yeah, I really want to get another. Cat. Oh, just like in the movie. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Uh, I don't really like cats too much because what? you give them so much affection and then they're like, okay, and now goodbye. What do you mean? I mean, yeah. like you feed them, you you pet them. And then they just walk away. They don't even stay around or anything. What do you mean? They don't just like move out. They're cats. They, I mean, they like walk away, walk around, like away from you. Mm, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember know. once my neighbors, they moved out, and but they left their cat behind. So the cat was just meowing, meowing, because it was an indoor cat. Mm. And then uh, we would leave, we would kind of leave food for it in our garden. Mm. And, and then we would just like pet it and stuff. And it would be really friendly to us and then after it finished eating we'll just go back <laughs> yeah so i was kind of annoyed about that actually i remember once it was ramadan mm-hmm. i was really young and then i really wanted to wake up for uh suhoor yeah. and then i told my mom wake me up wake me up but i don't know why my mom didn't wake me up i think because it was school the next day right. and then the cat walked over my face and i woke up for suhoor and then i was able to eat suhoor and keep for the next day <laughs> yeah, the cat helped you wake up yeah it's crazy <laughs> that is pretty crazy. Um, Aki Buten, any more on your bucket list? Um, I would like to go to a Formula. Actually, no, that used to be one of my bucket lists. I wanted to go, always go to a Formula One race. 
But the old uh, one with the cars. Yeah, I used, I used to be really, I used to be really interested in it, but over the last few years, sort of given up on that. Um, oh, you given up on it? Yeah, I'm not really interested in it anymore. Ah. Um, what else would I like to do? And um, there's a website called bucketlist.org, and they give you a whole bunch of things that you might be interested in. So if I read out like the first few, and they actually kind of some of them are pretty relatable. Like you think, oh, I want to do that. So one of them says learn a martial art. One of them says walk through caves. One of them says have a picnic in New York, or have your own business, have a spa day, go to Venice, etc. And there's a whole list of them. And if you think about it, all of these things are stuff we might just want to do, but we don't realize. Do you know what my biggest bucket list is? Like in my whole like whole life, mm-hmm. and I'd rather do this than anything else. Is to our first one would be take my parents Hajj, yeah. and the second one would be to travel. Like around, like to the main countries, and like learn like traditional how to how they make their food, because I think that's the best. Like you know, like for example, how pizza came from Italy, yeah. And originally, when it started, it was just tomato sauce and bread, wow. and then it developed to adding because in Italy they didn't grow cheese. It was like that France development, okay. Of like then we add cheese, and then it came to America, it came to the UK, and then we developed adding things like sweet corn, chicken, and stuff like that. Oh, okay. But original pieces actually bread. And then sauce, and then sometimes it's cheese, and like that's so interesting because I would have never like thought of that until I did research and found out. And then like just traveling to like to places like India, Pakistan, like Malaysia, and those countries where they like have the best cuisine and just learn how they all originated. That would be like proper sick. That does sound pretty interesting. Yeah, I think. Um, moving on. Uh, speaking of different countries, one thing out that's on my bucket list is. To learn as many languages as I can, oh. so like just whether it's a local language uh, or whether it's a popular language, I just really want to be fluent in as many languages as possible. But then I realize how much effort goes needs yeah. to be put in, and I get lazy. I think if you enjoy it, then yeah, yeah. the thing, the word for the person who knows a lot of language is called a polyglot, and it's a pretty interesting word. But um, and generally, what they do is. Um, I remember watching so many TED talks on how to learn a language because of how interested I was at some point. And I said the thing that they have all in, in common is they do it through methods they like. So mm. I remember one person, they would go on a chat forum and speak to a native in the language and then they'd open another chat forum and speak to another person and then just copy and paste the conversation from one onto the other. So that's how they learn how to, basic, how to do basic communication. And just general things like that. But I don't really know how to do it but inshallah i will be learning spanish for um in college in college uh, but um i'll see how that goes because it might be a bit too much i'll try and keep you updated if i remember yeah i want to visit as many countries as possible i uh, think yeah i think a lot of people's back list are to travel because because if you like i feel like sometimes if you stay in one place for too long then you just sort of you become unimaginative i feel like your mind just closes up and yeah, people say that travel broadens the mind. I think traveling, you get more experience and you broaden your mind, and it is a sense of holiday as well. I don't really like traveling because you're getting out of your comfort zone. There's always there's so many concerns like, oh, what if I get lost mm. and no one will be able to guide me back, etc. Uh, with like technology now, I don't really like. I used to have the same fear like when I was really young, like when we didn't have like online maps or things like that to navigate yeah. our way around. But I suppose now I'm not really that like bothered about it. Like me and my brother went to France at the beginning of the summer, and obviously I only knew a little bit of French because I did it in uh, GCSEs, and then 
um and like we didn't know our way around anyway mm-hmm. but because we had online maps and like we could research stuff and it was just really easy to navigate our way around and also it's kind of disappointing in the uk that we actually not that like big on learning new languages yeah but in different countries like once you go to they know like a lot more of english than we know of their language that's true like we, we went to france everyone we spoke to knew even a little bit of english and they learned it from a very young age which i was pretty surprised about. and i think that we should also have that in the uk but the thing is not many people are interested in learning languages like when you go to school you, well you find that i feel as if in primary school there's still a huge spark people are like oh i like learning this learning mm-hmm. languages but then generally as you grow up i find that less and less people develop that love for learning languages especially because it's sort of like a burden like when uh, this is my most personal experience when we actually viewed french as well isn't it yeah like when we went through a gcc french mm-hmm. even though i like i found it interesting but because like you had homework and stuff and it just made it less and less interesting mm-hmm. but i suppose like, if we had learned it from younger when we had that massive passion about it then we first of all would be better at it it would be a life skill and we would genuinely be interested in it that passion would sort of continue through yeah but yeah. when we were younger i felt that languages aren't really pushed down you and it's not really treated like a core subject during primary school yeah i think the same thing happened in my urdu class when we would have the issue of of everyone's messing around they don't really want to be there and they make it less enjoyable for all the people who do have a small interest so there's still very few who kind of ruin it for everyone else. It spreads like wildfire and the attitude kind of becomes adopted really easily where everyone doesn't really want to be there anymore. But yeah, I think that's something that should be on our bucket list to learn another language. Yeah. I mean, I would like that to become, I think the word's trilingual because I know English, I know... Uh, <laughs> Isn't it bilingual? I, I know Urdu already, so... Oh, because there's three. Oh, yeah. Three would be trilingual, I believe, so... I mean, I wouldn't say I know Urdu really well, but it's yeah, enough yeah. to go around. I think you're pretty good at Urdu, to be honest. <laughs> I wouldn't say that in front of my mom. <laughs> Shout out to my mom. <laughs> um, Ibrahim, what's on your bucket list? Um, my last one, um, probably would be to. Um, I was thinking that, like you know, sometimes like people like they have a story to tell when they're old and my vocalist used to be i want to climb mount everest that sounds interesting yeah but i'm not going to do it anymore why not <laughs> because it's actually like pretty dangerous a lot of people like die on that trek but if there was something like i don't know like do you know like sometimes when you hear like people say stories about their parents or their grandparents how they did something like amazing, like fight in a war or do something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, I don't want to fight in a war because I don't want a war to happen. But it's something like an interesting story where you sacrifice something more than yourself. And it's sort of unique to you only. Yeah. yeah that sounds pretty, pretty interesting. Um, Ake, what's your last one? Um, I think I would like to go to Anfield, Liverpool's football ground. They're so good, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just because of the football team. Yeah, yeah. They won so so many Premier Leagues. That's why. Um, I think it's being ironic. Is it? <laughs> 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 I can't tell. I don't know anything about football, so. But I would think you just offended of, of so many fans here. <laughs> yeah, I think I <laughs> apologize if you were offended by that, but it is true. 
you you're making us <laughs> lose fans people no, just no. stop tuning right I'm now joking, I'm joking. <laughs> um i think one thing yeah is that i think a lot of people say though i want to visit like like um like different um like sporting events yeah. like Aki was saying that like he wanted to visit formula one and to be honest yeah i don't think it's that good of an experience mm-hmm. to be honest because like if you like for example formula one because it's a massive track yeah. and you can only take a seat in one like space you only get to see the cars go around so many times because it's obviously laps and you've got true. to see the whole race That's so true. i think it'd be better to stay at home to be honest and just watch it like that i, I think agree. it comes down to the atmosphere because yeah, I've, been time, I've watched cricket a few times and there's a few times where the atmosphere has been sort of yeah. rubbish and i've sort of felt like oh should i just stay home and watch this on tv yeah, yeah. But it's been times where the atmosphere, atmosphere has been really good. Yeah. And although I ain't in the best picture when I'm looking at it, I've actually enjoyed being there. That's yeah, true. I would agree with that. I think for me, my final thing that I would mention today uh, would be the on my bucket list would be that I want to develop my social skills. So I think that would probably be the biggest thing because I'm really introverted. Even though it's, bec- it's kind of lessened down over the years. I'm not really comfortable with going out in social situations. Even down to the corner shop, it just seems like a huge mission to me. But I feel as if doing stuff like that would just generally help um, make me uh, make me more successful to some extent because it would mean I would go chase more opportunities rather than wait for them to come on my do- doorstep. So I feel as if that is something that's really that probably be one of the top ten on my bucket list to just ju- to just develop my social skills. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's actually a pretty good bucket list, like an ambition to to break down like obstacles you have. I think a lot of people think you like bucket lists usually stay in their comfort zone, but to break down some like something that you have is a pretty good idea. All right, so we're coming down to the end of our show. Jazakallah for listening, and this is and this has been a pre-recorded show, so we'll hope you appreciated the fact that we came out of our own time to put this effort in. Inshallah, this, this should have been uh, played during our first week of college or yeah. it might just even be a repeat further on or a podcast, who you never know. But whatever the scenario, we just want to say circle for listening and as always, stay tuned. Repeat Saturday, 8 to 9 p.m. podcast on Apple's podcast and Spotify. So be sure to stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Community Connect, connecting the community. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton. So are you going to edit this bit out? Yeah. If this is left in, then hello. I'll put it into his job properly.